morning, Lake Norman. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and I am fresh from the polls this morning. We are having an interesting but very good election here in the town of Cornelius. And this is a day our About Town is going to be talking about that. We're going to discuss what's going on not only in Cornelius, but a little bit about Huntersville and our adjoining town in Davidson, which is a little bit boring up there <laughs> right now. I've got two wonderful guests here, uh, actually two experts on the topic. And number one is uh, somebody I have known and been working with my 10 years of elect elected experience, and that is Mr. Andy Yates, a local uh, political consultant here in the Lake Norman area, but I think his experience goes way beyond Lake Norman area now. He's doing a lot, and I can't wait for you to hear about that. So welcome, Andy. Thank you, Mayor. Excited to be here and talk about the uh, signing elections coming up next Tuesday. Fan fantastic. And more importantly, I have <laughs> my own campaign manager, someone that um, many folks in this region know very well, in some cases may like better than me, and that is is uh, my uh, wonderful, beautiful wife, Sharon. So uh, she has been my consultant uh, over and above Andy for all these years as well, and uh, we've had uh, a lot of successes in the, in the political realm, but we've had a good time too, and that, uh, that's what makes the difference. So welcome, Sharon Washam. Hello. Happy to be here. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, uh, you know, this election is important in the town of Cornelius. It's important everywhere, and uh, it's really, really tough to get people's attention to vote in uh, these off-year elections. And uh, I think it's probably by statute that uh, these municipal elections are in off-years. Isn't that correct, Andy? It, it, it is generally. There's a few cities. Winston-Salem's one that has petitioned the state over the years to change it. So they're in, um, you know, same time as presidential elections or your midterm elections and your even numbered years. But I think the logic behind having the municipal elections in odd numbered years makes sense. It's so they don't get lost on the ballot. So that there's the people are focused on local issues. You've got well informed voters who understand what's going on. Um, not cheap to run even in the odd-numbered years, but would also raise the cost to be able to get your message out if you're doing the even-numbered years. But I really I really think it's good for the towns that this is the focus. You know, I wish the, the turnout was higher. It does appear to be up this year. But I think it's good for our towns, not just here in Lake Norman, but across the state, to have the odd-numbered years to themselves. So there is a focus on your municipal issues like traffic, growth, public safety. You know, your local elected officials have more direct impact on what happens in your day-to-day -day life than anybody else that you vote for. So I think it's nice that they get that attention. Wish the turnout would be higher, but let's not move them and get them lost in, you know, midterm, midterm and presidential election years. Well, you know, it's, uh, it, it's interesting to me. I have traveled, uh, I'm out and about all the time anyway, but... Uh, particularly during this election, it uh, was important for me to be in every single neighborhood I could be in, spend time in homes, spend time in clubhouses, spend time any way I could out with citizens to make sure I was hearing their message and making sure my message was actually reaching them. So that, that has been a lot of fun for me to do that, and I uh, wouldn't take anything for it. Um, you know, Sharon and I have traveled throughout this town, and, um, you know, we would, we would uh, 
uh, talk in the morning. It's like, okay, where are we going tonight? Where are we going? <laughs> where are we going to be tonight? And uh, but she was a real trooper, and um, we have had so many folks to reach out and uh, and warm our hearts in so many ways and volunteer these neighborhood meetings. And that has been good. I hope it's something I can continue on after I get reelected and, um, and, and make that happen again. So, you know, listening to people and spending time with folks is, is just really, really important. And not only spreading the message and making sure they understand what's going on. Many times I, I find when people are upset about things, they just don't quite have all the facts. And, um, uh, you know, you've got to you've got to uh, really take it down to the basic foundations to explain that to them, and that's what I love doing. So, uh, I think we've had a lot of success in that, don't you, Sharon? I sure do. We are very honored to to serve this community, but the best part has been all the people we have met and made very very good friends, and it's just uh, heartwarming. Yeah, I mean, I've lived here all my life, and Sharon has lived here most of hers. And, uh, you know, we've been married 23 years, and uh, we've been on, on quite a journey. But our, our network of friends and folks that we have gotten to know right here in Cornelius has totally expanded, and it's been, it's been exciting. It really has. And that is truly, without a question, the best, best part of this job. So, so anyway, uh, you know, I can remember, Andy, back when I first ran for office— I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, he's laughing at me. Yeah. I, I knew he would. Uh, but, um, you know, I can remember back in the day of, um, of, of wondering how to get my initial campaign. Once I decided, let me go back a step further and say that uh, really I blame John Bradford for all of this <laughs> because he talked me into running. It goes back to an opening that we had on our town board at one time, and they were taking applications for commissioners uh, at that time. And I applied for it, and I almost got appointed. Uh, and I'd made my decision that I would not tell them that I would not run if I were appointed. Somebody else did, and they got appointed. So that was that was the difference. But I did run the next time. And, uh, and John Bradford was the encouragement behind that. He supported me on that appointment, and then he supported me in that election that uh, happened uh, six or nine months later. So that's how my political um, career began, and this was after serving in so many uh, civic roles, like uh, two, uh, chairman of two chambers, uh, uh, president of Rotary, uh, chairman of uh, Economic Development Corporations, and uh, actually, I'll, I'll just inject right there. That's how I got to know one of our candidates for office, and that would be Robert Carney this time. So uh, uh, Rob and I go way on back uh, to uh, the, the beginnings of my experience with EDC. But, uh, you know, I, I had done all that, and there was really nothing else left uh, to, to do other than run for public office and and being a banker for all those years you know you tend to make people mad once in a while when you're an elected official <laughs> and i was just a little bit concerned about doing that while i was in the prime of my career and certainly on a career ladder so i put it off um, until i was in my early 60s and uh, have uh, have run ever since so you know, it's it's been quite an experience, and uh, you know, we will uh, we're trying one more time to uh, to 
to uh, to do this and and get reelected. I'm not saying I'm just going to do it one more time, <laughs> but uh, you know we'll make that decision as we move forward um, in into the future. But it's um, it's been a fun job, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. So so we will uh, we will get into a uh, little more details about that as we move forward uh, in our program today. I know we've got a caller on hold, but. Uh, we are going to go on a short break, and we will be right back. Mayor Woody Washam, About Town. Good morning again, Lake Norman. Mayor Woody Washam from Cornelius here with you today with a couple special guests, Andy Yates and your first lady, Sharon Washam. And uh, welcome back, everyone. And I believe I understand we have a caller out there. So, uh, uh, Jim Vogel, are you out there? Well, good morning, Mayor. How are good you? Good morning, Jim. Good to, good to hear from you. Thank you for calling us. What, what, what you got on your mind today? I know you always got something on your mind. <laughs> well, good morning, Andy, and, and good morning, my favorite uh, uncampaign manager. Uh, <laughs> Hi there, Jim. Well, good morning, Jim. As well this morning. <laughs> I wanted to really share something uh, I think is very, very important with our audience this morning. I chair the Lake Norman Small Business Network, and we have offline gatherings in Cornelius, and we have thousands of members online, and we're always welcoming and serving, and we always provide an opportunity for growth for everyone, regardless of race, color, or creed. But the Lake, Lake Norman Small Business Network is more than that. We're the voice of small business around the lake. And, of course, as a resident of Cornelius, I truly ask all our voters listening today to vote either early this week or on Tuesday. Personally, I strongly urge all of you to vote for Mayor Woody Washam. Not only is he a regular at our weekly Wednesday meetings, his leadership got us through COVID. He listens to all of our small business needs, and I'll tell you, he'll call me right back when I call him, and I call him quite often about, about situations. He takes care of it. His commitment to our downtown, is the new pain center, the focus on parks and rec and how he takes care of our, our first responders. I mean, it's well known. So I personally and professionally, say that there's only really one choice for you to vote for, and I truly mean it from my heart. Woody, I wish you well on Tuesday. Well, Jim, that is so nice. That uh, You're going to make me cry right here on my own radio show. <laughs> but, uh, but thank you for, for doing that. Uh, I, I know it's not uh, easy for you to come on uh, so strong for a, a particular candidate, but I'm so grateful to you for doing that. You're a good friend, and you are certainly a, a fabulous advisor to me as it relates to small business. Uh, you know, I've been dealing with small business as a banker for um, uh, probably over 50 years now, and uh, it's been a pleasure for me to do that, and it's just a natural for me to be in and amongst your small business uh, uh, members uh, as, as often as I can get there. So absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I had a had an idea while you were talking, too. I, I want to get you back on uh, this show and I, I know you're getting ready in, I believe it's December, to name the Small Business of the Year uh, here in this area. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. Well, I look forward to getting you and that person 
uh, back on this show, and we're going to really delve into small business and what they're all about. So, and the difficulties and challenges and and rewards, many rewards that you get uh, as as a small business here in this region. It's it's fabulous. But thank you again for those kind kind words, and uh, we appreciate you calling. You can call any time, man. You can call back today if you like. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I, want, I wanted to share also that we are an apolitical group. We, we welcome everyone, regardless of who you are or what you're about. Now, we can't have Mr. Marion or Mr. Hendrick walk in the door. You know, they're just not a fit. But every single person that's a solopreneur or small business owner out there is welcome to our meetings. But I want to say for me personally, having known you for a number of years, I don't see any other choice for mayor uh, but Washam. And thank you, Mayor. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jim. I, I greatly appreciate that. And uh, we're going to do our best to make that happen here and uh, have another term and, uh, and do some good things, not only for small business, but for our entire community. So it's an exciting time for us. And uh, we hope you'll come and join us for our um, post-election uh, celebration. I'm calling it a celebration <laughs> at uh, Al's Bar and Grill, another wonderful small business here in our community, right after the polls close. So you are certainly welcome to join us there, as is everyone. There's no, We aren't excluding anyone from that because it is a celebration, I think, for our community. But thanks, Jim. You have a great day, and yeah, thanks for thank, calling. Thank you for the opportunity, and, and thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Jim. So here, you, Jim. here we go, Andy. So so I am now into running for my fourth term in, as mayor. That's kind of unprecedented around here, isn't it? It really is. I mean, I think it's a, a accomplishment that you've that you've hung in there this long. Have the support you do, what you've a you know, testament to the the work you put into it, what you've been able to get done for the community, uh, and to see the outpouring of support that you still have. You know, it's it's uh, you know, sometimes after. So, you know, six years as mayor and a couple of terms on town commissioner, sometimes people wear out their welcome. I think it's obvious <laughs> that, that you have not done that, that, you know, there's growing growing appreciation support for what you've been able to accomplish here in Cornelius, whether that's Kane Arts Center, the 13 transportation projects that have been approved, uh, lowest property taxes in the region could go go on and on. I think you, you see that with the strong support that you've been getting out on the out on the trail and, and financially the volunteers we have. I mean it's a it's obvious there's a lot of momentum behind the campaign. Well that's that's awesome. And um, it it really has been um, or is a fabulous run for me. It, it 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 just gets better and better. And I never will forget the first time I ran for office back in twenty thirteen uh, I didn't know if I'd get elected or not. I mean, I knew it, I knew it was my hometown. I, I have known folks through uh, growing up here. I've known folks uh, as a banker here. I've known folks as a church organist at my church here uh, over at Mount Zion United Methodist. And, uh, uh, you know, I really just didn't know. So I, I had to have somebody to tell me how to do it. Uh, how do you know what to tell people when they first come to you that have never done this before? What are, what are some key ingredients that you advise people on? Yeah, you know, I think the number one thing is to help people get you know, to help people understand what I do. I don't change who you are. I don't change what you believe. Don't tell you what to say. You know, it's not a not a puppet master kind of thing. I think some people think that, but it's you know it's it, in some ways it's no different than 
doing marketing or PR for, for a small business, like what Jim was talking about, or a larger business, it's helping you understand who the audience is that you need to reach, what are the best ways to reach those, and what messages you need to highlight from those folks, and what are the resources it's going to take to do that and keep that uh, focus on those things. I mean, one of the great things about local elections is we know who our audience is. It's very yes. predictable who votes in a local election. So we know who we need to reach, who we need to get in front of. So that, that's a big part of helping folks focus and drill down. You know, that's one of the common mistakes first-time candidates make is they want to go to everybody. Mm-hmm. They think that they can get everybody to go vote for them. They think <laughs> they need to talk to everybody. They don't do that drill down and focus. So it's, you know, it's helping candidates I mean, what I do is helping candidates, it's helping associations, issue groups, sometimes it's businesses, you know, make data-driven decisions so that we're putting the the right messages in front of the right people with the right delivery mechanism, whether that's digital advertising or direct mail or it's neighborhood meet and greets or knocking on doors or text messages, whatever the, you know, the the delivery mechanism is that it's being delivered to the right folks and we're picking the right mechanisms. It's, you know, it's about going to people where they, where they uh, spend their time. I mean, and that's, you know, been a big change. I think over the 10 years you've run is a, a more and more of a shift of budget and focus to reaching people digitally online, whether that's on their computer, their laptop, their cell phone, where probably we all spend more time than anything else on a tablet or on streaming TV, which more people watch now than cable or broadcast TV. So it's getting those messages across to folks where they're at. And I think we've been able to do a good job with that, the campaign. And, you know, my hat's off to, to you and Sharon because you all listen. You, you make it easy. I work with some folks <laughs> that, you know, that they think they've got all the answers and you know, fight, fight you the whole way. And that's, that's never been the case here. And I think that's one of the reasons you're successful. Your focus, you knew what you wanted to tell the people, Cornelius. You knew what your vision was. You had that down. So you were willing to listen as far as what to highlight in that, how to wordsmith it, who to get it in front of, and the tactics to use to get it there. And I think that's, you know, made it you know pretty seamless campaigns over the years. Yeah, I think so. I, I think generally, you know, one of the things that was important to me this particular time was that, um, you know, we didn't need to run a negative campaign because mm-hmm. our town is not broke. And, you know, why would you go out there and try to fix something that isn't broke? Exactly. So, um, you know, that that was um, a message we I'm, I'm a pretty competitive individual. So um, we, I had to come to grips with that and, and just realize that uh, we needed to to stay above um, above board pretty mm-hmm. much. Actually, um, Andy and Sharon were trying to talk me into going on a long vacation back in <laughs> September <laughs> and come back after the election. <laughs> Andy and I were going to handle it. We, yeah, we, had, we had it under control. Yes, we, we did. Sharon. Yes, and, we did. Uh, you know, actually, I just obviously couldn't do that. So, uh, <laughs> so it was either me uh, containing myself or, or really <laughs> taking them up on that long vacation. So... Anyway, I'm here, and I'm out at the polls every day as much as I possibly can be, which is most of the day, and uh, and I'm just really having a ball talking to the folks of this town and uh, and um, watching them file through. Uh, some of them have their mind made up. I think more more this year than I've ever seen, mm-hmm. Andy. I'm seeing and, more. Uh, I don't know if they're seeing all this stuff on TV. I hope they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> or uh, on on their uh, digital devices and or whatever. I'm just... Um, 
I'm just not sure what the difference is, but it's uh, uh, it, it is different running this time. It uh, uh, having been elected three terms as mayor without an opponent, and all of a sudden I have one this time. It's uh, it's changed a bit, and you just described how. It, it um, is, and it, it is. and it's also much more expensive. And and I'm so fortunate that I had a lot of support, financial support and moral support, and just individuals encouraging me along the way to, to I think, plug on with this. So uh, 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 Andy tells me that uh, uh, the money I had in my campaign account uh, is, was given to me to make a difference and get elected. So so we're putting it out there. Exactly. We're absolutely putting it out mm-hmm. there. So fun time. Mayor Woody Washam here and it's about town. We'll be right back. Good morning again for our next segment of About Town. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam right here. And we're all about the upcoming election in our municipalities up and down the, the interstate here. Just talking a little bit about my experience uh, uh, this time versus uh, a, a few other times. Uh, with me today are consultant uh, Andy Yates and my campaign manager and uh, chief advisor Sharon Washam, your first lady here in Cornelius. So we're happy to be back with you. And uh, you know, we were just uh, just talking about the um, the campaign. As far as I'm concerned, is is a little different um, since the last time I'd had a a significant. I guess you'd say um, race to run because mm-hmm. I hadn't had an opponent in the last few times. And, uh, you know, the expense of all this and the way you go about getting elected now has, has really changed. And it really starts with a good fundraising mission. And, uh, of course, I'm used to raising a lot of money. I've done that. But I, but it's a little bit awkward to uh, raise money for yourself. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, I was so fortunate this time that I was able to get two or three significant people in our community to hit the streets for me and make those calls. And boy, did they make those calls. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how the amount of money I raised uh, compares with the past. Uh, I didn't bother to make that comparison because it doesn't matter. But uh, it was it was certainly heartwarming and all the encouragement we got that, that goes along with it. So. So as far as our other other candidates here in this race, uh, Andy, um, you know you're you stay so plugged in. Mm-hmm. I know you're very familiar with with all of our candidates, all of our ten candidates for the board. And um, you know, I guess my my question to you is, uh, you know, so, sort of a general question, but I kind of will let you say what you think about all this. Who who of the who of our ten are running good campaigns out there in your your opinion and what are they doing right and what could they sure what could they all do better <clears throat> yeah and, you know it's a it's an intriguing race I mean you've got obviously ten candidates three incumbents um, two former members a couple of uh, newcomers that are uh, you know kind of new to the political scene but have been very prominent in the business world economic development world here folks in planning board, you know, various and sundry folks who step forward to run. And it's interesting to watch what's happening. You know, I think the candidates you seem to be seeing the most from right now are uh, Robert Carney and, and Bob Menzel. They seem to be the most active in terms of campaigning. You've seen some stuff from, from other folks as well. But I think, you know, 
they seem to be checking the boxes in terms of both the paid communication targeted to likely voters, heavy digital presence, but as well as that grassroots component. And I think that's something that you know you can't lose sight of. There's nothing more important than having that one-on-one interaction with the candidate for office. I mean, and that's that has know. amazed me with those two in particular. Um, you know, we we talk amongst each other with with everybody there at the polls, but. Uh, uh, in in their case, in those two, uh, Mr. Mensel and Mr. Carney, I mean, they have literally walked this entire town and uh, knocked on door after door, gone in and sat on, sat down with uh, constituents throughout this community, and uh, sat on front porches and had I can't tell you how many conversations they tell me about. Isn't that incredible? It is. It is. I mean, there's nothing that replaces that connection. People want to know, especially at the local level, people want to know and have the experience of meeting the people they're going to vote for. And most of them haven't, you know, haven't met a town commissioner before. I mean, you know more than than most. And, you know, we've got some folks here, you and Cornelius, Mayor Knox and uh, Davidson in particular, that do a great job of getting out of community. But a lot of those folks don't have that interaction. They want somebody to listen to them. They want to have that personal connection with folks and it. You know, it makes a difference. I mean, you know, Patrick McHenry's been sitting in Congress for 20 years because he knocked on more doors than anybody I've ever known in my, my life. He got elected to Congress in his in his mid-20s. He was mm-hmm. the youngest member of the Cong- Congress at the time. It works. It's hard work. People don't want to do it. you got to do the paid side, too. You definitely have a more meaningful conversation with somebody when you show up at their door and they've heard of you before. They know who you are. They're also just more willing to talk to you. But it's uh you know it's it's not an easy thing to do. It's an intimidating thing to do, but it it pays off, and it's important, you know, especially I think at the local level for voters to know who their candidates are, who their town commissioners are, who their mayor is. You do a great job being out all over the community. That makes a difference, and, and people need you know feel comfortable to pick up the phone, to send an email, and let their let their voice be heard on this because that's your. I mean. Your job ultimately is to be their voice, you know, more than anything else. They're voting for you because they agree with what you believe, but they're also voting for you because you know they're going to stand up for them, just like you did stopping that business park on Bailey Road. Yes. You, know, you you heard from the, the citizens, 600 people signed a petition, huge crowds at Town Hall, and you said, no, our people don't want this. We're not going to move forward with it. it. may look like a good project on paper, but if it's not what the people in Cornelius want, we're not going to move forward with it. If you don't build those relationships with folks, they're not going to be, feel comfortable making their voices heard a lot of times. You're not going to know, they're not going to know who to go to, and you're not going to know how they feel, so you can't reflect the community. So I think it's important as candidates that you're out there meeting voters one-on-one at their door in small group settings in the households, and it's important that you continue to do that after you get elected to office. Exactly. You know, there's a there's a natural uh, ingredient of apathy in our uh, in any community, and uh, as we have gone out and about in many households and, and places around the the, the um, town, this particular election, you know. Uh, Folks would uh, get invited to those events, and it didn't have anything to do with me, but, uh, you know, it, it's hard to get people engaged. It, it is. really is. And, um, you know, to knock on their front doors is, is certainly a good way to do it. But um, we've got a lot of talent in, in our candidate pool this we time do. for commissioners. And, uh, you know, I look at um, uh, Dr. Mike Miltick and— uh, uh, you know, I don't always agree on, with with uh, Dr. Mike on everything, but what I do know is that he brings 
the transportation banner back to uh, to our town. Mm-hmm. After he he followed me, I actually served on CRTPO, uh, our uh, funding mechanism for roads in this area for four years, and that was the beginning of our thirteen road projects that we have. Um, fought for those, got those on the list, got them uh, ultimately approved, handed it over when I was elected mayor to Dr. Miltick, and uh, boy, did he ever run with it. He really did. And uh, uh, his second uh, uh, two years being on the CRTPO, he was elected chairman. You know, that was so significant to our town. Um, And uh, then he didn't quite make it this last time, and... um, you know, I actually pointed my opponent down there. Nothing's happened the last two years. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate. Uh, you know, our, our road projects have been delayed numbers of times, but not everybody's have gotten delayed, but ours did. And that's just not acceptable. So um, I know we're going to have a change at CRTPO with our representative. I hope I'm mayor to work with um, somebody like Dr. Miltick that can make a difference and get back into leadership, and I think that will make a huge difference for Cornelius. So I just just wanted to point that out. Transportation is the highest priority. I'm very clear on that here in our town. It's not growth. This town has only grown uh, 0.6% in the last 24 months. That's basically no growth. And uh, so um, it's it's... Folks that are driving on our roads that live in Denver or Huntersville or Mooresville or these fast-growing towns that surround us that are that are making this difference, this impact on our transportation system here in Cornelius. And some folks don't understand that; they really don't. I, I think it's important, you know, whether you know whether you're running in Huntersville, Cornelius, or Davidson, to point out to folks that traffic problems don't stop and start at the, at the town limit signs, that people drive back and forth between the communities all the time. I mean, I live in Huntersville. I probably spend more time in Cornelius than I do in Huntersville, just where I go throughout the day. You know, traffic problems, crime, doesn't pay any attention to what town it's in. It's where people go and their behaviors on the roads. And that's why it's important that we have folks like you who have relationships already in place with the key leaders and staff in Huntersville in Davidson, in Mooresville, in Lincoln County, down in Charlotte, with Mecklenburg County government, with the state government, because there's got to be a comprehensive solution to this. We can fix Cornelius Roads that the town has control over. It's not going to make a—it may make your life a little bit better, and there'll be less potholes, so maybe some of those rides are more enjoyable, (laughs) and it's a good thing to do, but it's not going to really make a dent in the traffic problem unless there are regional solutions where folks work together on this. And I will tell you, this, those relationships at CRTPO are critical because it's, um, you know, right or wrong, it's the strength of the voice you've got, the leadership you've got on that board or any of the regional transportation boards around the state that determines, in a lot of ways, what, what the priorities are. Yes, we have formulas. Yes, we've taken some of the politics out of it. But at the end of the day, you've got to have somebody that's able to bang on the table and advocate in an effective way for their town and also understands the forms of rules and regulations and how to navigate their town's projects through there and has relationships to get other members to vote for it. I mean, you, you know, there's nothing going to pass that board just because Cornelius wants it. You've got to be able to cobble together a coalition of folks to get it done. And, you know, I, I think that's that's been lacking the last two years. I think some of the relationships that 
you have have made up for that. And and thankfully, we had a lot of projects already in the pipeline, but we can't afford to continue to lose effectiveness on those regional boards like that or to have somebody starting over as mayor who doesn't, you know, who's meeting these people for the first time. There's too much that's got to be done here. Yes, too much at stake here. There, there really is. And I do know that uh, the relationships that, uh, that I have, and uh, not only me, but others that are on our board like Dr. Miltick, mm-hmm. real, really will make a difference. And, uh, um, you know, I've, I'm enjoying spending time with Thurman Ross as well out there on the campaign trail. Thurman is one of these commissioners that at the end of the day always does the right thing. So, um, you know, I've enjoyed uh, uh, updating my time with him and um, getting a little more familiar with uh, what he brings to the table. So here we go. The elections of 2023 municipal elections. Uh, more to come. This is Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam, and we are about town talking about elections today. We'll be right back. Good morning, Lake Norman. Cornelius Mayor Woody Washam here, and we're back talking about the upcoming election. You know, this is going to all come culminate this coming Tuesday. Uh, but you don't have to wait till Tuesday to vote. You can vote uh, right now. I'm taking a little break from the polls, as is uh, Sharon, and uh, we're enjoying it here in this uh, nice warm studio, uh, trying to uh, um, thaw out a little bit from the, this morning's cold temperatures. And you know, uh, but we're headed back uh, as soon as we leave here. Can't can't wait to be a be a part of this afternoon's festivities at the polls. So come on out and see us both. We look forward to that. So you'll have uh, the rest of today until 7.30 this evening. Uh, you can vote anywhere in Mecklenburg County at any of the early voting precincts uh, for the Cornelius election, actually. But most folks are coming to town hall. And again, we'll be open till 7.30 tonight. Uh, tomorrow, We will uh, the polls will open at 8 in the morning. And then they will close at 7.30 p.m. in the evening, a long day, long, long day tomorrow. And then on Saturday, we will be open from 8 a.m. in the morning and closing at 3 p.m. Early voting will end on Saturday. So come on out and and avoid those lines and make sure you don't have to uh, wait in line on Election Day. But if you do, a lot of people prefer to wait till Election Day. I mean, there's just something kind of patriotic about that, I guess. And uh, so on Election Day, which is Tuesday, November the 7th, we will be open at the polls from 6.30 in the morning until 7.30 p.m. at night. And you will have to go to your assigned precincts on November the 7th. So don't forget that. Don't come to the wrong precinct because they won't let you vote there. You've got to go to your assigned precincts on Election Day, November the 7th, from 6.30 in the morning till 7.30 p.m. in the evening. And then come over to Al's Bar and Grill. Uh, My friend Neil Eibler will be there, and we will celebrate uh, there. So come on out and join us there, and um, love to speak to you on the back end of this election. So... Looking forward to that, but please vote, folks. And They're, remember to take your your ID this year. Voter yes. IDs passed in North Carolina, thank goodness. So uh, remember to have your ID with you and be prepared to show it at the polls, either during early voting 
on election day. And then uh, I'll put in a plug for Woody's Church on Saturday. If you uh, go vote early, go by Mount Zion and have barbecue for lunch. It's and it's delicious. It is delicious <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a wonderful thing to do. But uh, that is Mount Zion United Methodist Church having their annual barbecue. It's like a mini Mallard Creek. Starts at 11 o'clock. Starts at 11 o'clock and goes till they run out, which is sometimes pretty soon. Mm -hmm. We'll have a great crowd. I know the weather is going to be wonderful. So we're going to try to take a break and and, um, and run through the barbecue and, and eat real quick and then go back to the polls. So looking forward to that great event. And um, it's it's some of the best barbecue you will have anywhere, uh, including Mallard Creek, in my opinion. So, anyway, uh, you know, it's not only about the election in Cornelius that's going on right now. Uh, it, it is important who gets elected in our surrounding towns. I, Absolutely. I, I think, uh, Andy, you <clears throat> let you cover that, but it uh, looks like even up the highway a, a piece, it looks like uh, the town of Mooresville is going to have a new mayor mm -hmm. this time. It, it is. Mooresville and Huntersville, both, both ends of mm -hmm. our region are going to have new mayors this time. Um, you know, you've got a spirited election up there. Um, Chris Carney seems to have a lot of momentum there, former uh, longtime town board member and then a state senator. Uh, he's given a lot back to that community. There's another uh, town commissioner running against him. It seems like they've got a you know pretty spirited race there to figure out you know, vision on the north end of the lake. A lot of the same issues. You know, it's the same you know, the thing is, it's the same issues. Huntersville, Cornelius, Davidson, Mooresville. People want to live here because of the lifestyle here, what we built in these communities, and it's a battle of how do we balance people trying to move in with preserving what's great about these towns. So that's, that seems to be the discourse there. Uh, you know, going south down 77 to Davidson, uh, you uh, you can sleep through their election. I, I would still <laughs> encourage you to do your Patriot News show, but the polls and vote, but you've got a mayor and five town commissioners uh, running out of post. People in Davidson... Uh, pretty happy with what's going on now, which is an interesting con uh, contrast. It hasn't been many years. What was it? Six years since Davidson was the, was the hottest election in the Lake Norman mm -hmm. region. It's when a mayor, bed for sure. May, right. mayor Knox um, put former mayor Wood to bed and out to pasture. Um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, that's exciting times there. Um, either people are scared of Rusty or think he's doing a great job because nobody's <laughs> run against him since then. So, uh, you know, my, my congratulations to him. As long as he remembers to vote for himself, he'll get another term. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, Davidson's kind of the sleepy election. And then, you know, Huntersville and Cornelius are fighting over the fireworks down here. And Huntersville, you've got, you know, 17 candidates for town commissioner. Uh, if you live in Huntersville, make sure you look at both pages of the ballot. Not all the candidates fit on one page. Uh, and then you've got um, three candidates for mayor, open mayor seats. Like I said, in the bookends of our region, you're going to have new mayors in both um, intriguing elections there. Huntersville's turned a little more mudslinging, I think, than the the rest of the area and you know partisan politics. If we're in its head there, but you've got some you know, good, experienced candidates on town on uh, down commission. You know, folks like you know Amber Kovacs and Rob Kidwell have done an excellent job running for reelection. I think you've got some intriguing newcomers newcomers looking at running there. Frank Gammons, the uh, long record search planning board, fire department teacher, veteran. Um, you know, one of the kids I think's run a great race there. You've got others, you know, out there very active. Nick Walsh trying to come back. John O'Neill, Matt Jones, Miss um, um, Weidman, a number of folks running spirited campaigns in Huntersville up and down the ballot. 
Um, the mayor's race down there, to me, you know, there's one candidate that sticks out. Dan Boone's been a town commissioner now for four terms, done an excellent job on the commission, was on the planning board before that, the Board of Adjustments. Big reason they have the Ordinance Advisory Board in Huntersville, which is a Huntersville residence, made a real difference in our community. And yeah, he's the one that's got the, the legacy of service, knows the issues backwards and forwards, and the one who's going to be focused on town issues. That's the big thing. There's there's others running who I think their focus is other places. So we, you know, it's important to have folks that have that understand that. And I think the nice thing about Dan, we talked about that here as well as Chris and Mooresville, um, is even though there'll be new mayors, they already have the relationships. They already built personal relationships with you, with Mayor Knox, with state officials, county officials throughout the region that you have to have to be successful. So I think exactly. that's the that's the nice thing there. But you know, it's Cornish um, and Huntersville are going to be, I think, where the fireworks are on Tuesday and where you want to watch in. You know, high turnout for municipal elections in those towns. So I encourage folks, you know, turnout's high. That means you need to get out and vote, make your voice heard, because somebody else is going to make decisions for you if you don't. So, you know, don't uh, don't let your neighbors necessarily decide the future of your town. Get out there and make your voice heard as well. And, you know, we're lucky that you know, so many people have stepped forward to run. I, I, I know you and Sharon know um, you know, it's a huge commitment to step forward and run these offices. It consumes your life during the months of these campaigns, keeps you up at night. And local offices, you're doing a lot of it yourself. So I, I salute the, the people I agree with and the people I don't, the people that I'm in between on, I salute you for, you know, stepping forward to run. It, it really, really is a commitment to do that and a, and a dedication to our community. Yeah, the, the campaign part of it is uh, is certainly uh, painful at times, particularly when the weather's not good. But, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to working with this new group. Uh, it will change in dynamics some. Mm -hmm. uh, you're right, Dan Boone does have quite a resume. And I've known Dan Boone, uh, goodness, I've known him uh, most of my elected um, mm -hmm. uh, career here in town and think a lot of Dan. Uh, and uh, and certainly Rusty as well. I, 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 Rusty's a little bit younger than I am, but I did know him uh, way before his political life, uh, and I've known Chris. And uh, you know what's interesting about uh, Chris Carney is he's uh, Robert Carney's brother. Exactly. So if we could get a commissioner on our town board and uh, have the mayor of uh, Mooresville be uh, related, it couldn't get any better than that. But, it could uh, not. And, you know, Robbie's got great relationships, too, from the economic development world that can be put to work. So I think that's that's a good thing. One more note on Rusty. I mean, if you don't know Rusty Knox, do you really live in Lake Norman? Exactly. <laughs> you, know, right? you haven't met exactly. Rusty somewhere. If you don't know Rusty, you probably don't really live here. Well, <laughs> that's, that, that is very, very true. And he's one of those Knoxes, just like I'm one of those Washington's. Exactly, right? yes. <laughs> you know, Two of the, uh, the old families. I mean, you know, I don't, I think there's one thing that people can't doubt is how much Washams and Knoxes care about this community. And I think that that's, uh, that's important. I mean, that's one of the things that jumped out at me the first time you ran was you know, people that had only been here a few years. It mattered to them to have somebody for, that this was their hometown who had lived here their entire life, who understood the history of the community because they knew you were dedicated. You weren't going to move midterm. You weren't going to, you know, you were, you were in it for the long haul. You cared about the community. And it's important, you know, we're, we're lucky around here, even as much as we've grown, to have families like the Washams and the Knox who have deep roots in the community are still willing to, to step forward and serve and be a bridge from the past to the present to the future. Well, I think uh, 
Rusty and I have certainly one thing in common. We're just committed to our towns. We really are. Our, deep, our roots run deep. And, uh, you know, I had uh, a few folks call me about, well, you know, John Bradford's running for state treasurer. Maybe you ought to look at, um, you know, District 98. And uh, I thought about it about three seconds. Uh, Sharon thought about it about one second. And uh, that's just not where I want to go. It's really not. I don't have future political plans. I'm at a point in my life that uh, being mayor of Cornelius is an absolute uh, pleasure and uh, you know I, I need to do the best I can do for my hometown and uh, that'll be a good way I don't know how long I'll be doing that uh, but I, that'll be my plan for the future until I uh, uh, re we really get in the, the travel cycle and uh, and start hitting the road so uh, I've got a, got a little time left and I think we got a little bit more to actually give back to this community so I'm I'm totally looking forward to that but uh it's going to be an interesting race. I've uh, mentioned a few you, few commissioners that I know well, uh, but there's there's other good ones that are running too in in my town and others. And uh, please go vote, folks. That's the thought I want to leave with you today as we as we wind this session of about town down. Thank you, Sharon Washam, your first lady here in Cornelius, and Andy Yates, political consultant, uh, uh, Supreme. And uh, <laughs> we appreciate all right. this input, and uh, we hope you will have a great day. And go vote, folks. Mayor Woody Washam here, About Town. See you next time. The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, Mooresville, North Charlotte.